Hey, hey, hey. Happy Wednesday. I'm here with you. I missed you last week and I'm so sorry. I didn't even post that I wouldn't be um, doing Misty Moment last week. Totally spaced it because as most of you know, Trevor and I took the week off so we could spend it with our girls on spring break. Of course, he still worked in the MS gym, um, but it was the first ever in Trevor's entire career that he didn't see clients for the entire week. Like that was a like monumental victory in our world for him to be able to take any time off. Cause if you, if you know, or you've been in any kind of service industry, especially where you are your own business and your own brand, you can't take time off. It's, um, cause if you take time off, you, you don't get paid and it's really hard to afford any kind of lifestyle if you take time off. So for Trevor to be able to take some time away from his clients so that we could be together as a family was really huge. So sorry that I missed you last Wednesday, but we were at the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo down in Colorado Springs. And if you ever make it out to Colorado, definitely make that one of your stops because it is a very cool zoo. Um, it, the Denver Zoo here, <laughs> doesn't hold a candle to it. It was really exciting to be up close and personal with so many animals. Um, to be eye level with the giraffes was really, really awesome. And watching our girls um, feed the giraffes and pet the goats and, you know, ride, ride a gondola all the way up to the top of this mountain over all the animals. And, you know, like we just, we had such a wonderful experience and um, really enjoyed it. So yes, that was the Cheyenne Mountain Zoo. So, so check that out if you get a chance. But Thank you so much for joining me on this Wednesday. I hope wherever you're at that the weather is starting to warm up if it's been cold or it's not too hot if um, you're in a warmer climate. But here, it's, it's crazy. Like we've had very little snow. We really haven't had much of a winter, winter, but I feel like lately it's been freezing cold. It goes from like yesterday to where it was almost 80 degrees, 77 degrees at some one point Monday, I take that back, it was Monday, to yesterday, barely topping out at 36 degrees and with a really frigid wind chill factor. And today we're kind of at, you know, coasting right around 60 degrees and sunshine and there's no wind that I can see. And so we're just kind of all over the place. Hi, Pam. Thank you for joining me. Um, so I can't really figure out what season it's supposed to be. Obviously, we're, we're hoping spring kicks in. Next week should be more of typical spring weather here for Colorado, and we can let go of these frigid temperatures. But this back and forth is really killing me. Um, being pregnant and having my immune system pretty low, I feel like I've caught every single bug that has gone around in my kid's school. And so that hasn't been fun. So I'm really excited for the warm weather. Um, Anyways, so today I just kind of wanted to to chat with you. I don't have like a, a big old outline of how I want this to flow, so I'm hoping that it just goes goes well. Hey, Karen, how are you? Um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit because I, I know a common theme um, that and comments that I get back from people or emails that I read or comments that I read on Facebook, um, both in the members corner and here um, in our large community is that lack of motivation, you know, or just feeling stuck, feeling like you're watching everybody else around you have victory after victory after victory, and you're just not. And it's really hard to stay motivated in a situation like that. And 
And, you know, I've just kind of been processing through, like, in, in our experience and owning, owning a gym previously and ha running our practice for, you know, the last several years together um, and just knowing people in general and myself, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a perfect example of this is it's just in those times when, when people are really struggling a lot of the time it boils down to, you know, if they're not moving further ahead in life or they're not moving further towards their goals and they're just kind of lacking that motivation and just feeling altogether stuck in their circumstances, um, as you kind of start to dig deeper with each individual, you, you start to find that they're harboring something. There's something going on emotionally. Um, hey, Joe. Oh, good job. I'm glad you did your workout today. Hey, Karen. Um, they're, they're just emotionally, there's something more going on. There's, there's psychologically some baggage maybe that they're, they're holding onto or that I've been holding onto in situations like this. And, um, and so you kind of start to dig deeper and you find that a lot of people are angry or they're bitter or they're, they're frustrated, right? Frustration is the number one thing. Well, where does frustration come from? Frustration comes from feeling like you're, you're, something is controlling you or you're out of control or the circumstances are out of control and you feel powerless, right? You feel powerless to change your circumstances. And I know that we've all been there. And I know for Trevor and I, obviously most of you, and there's a lot of you who are, who are new. I mean, we're getting hundreds of people a week. You, you, most of you know that Trevor and I have gone through very similar struggles, just trying to find you guys. And in, in business and in the people that we've aligned ourselves with. And I remember a time not so long ago um, when my youngest, current youngest, was just a brand new baby. It being one of the hardest times in, in Trevor in my life, um, collectively. And we were, going, we were walking through something that was really, really hard. And I just remember feeling stuck and, and feeling powerless and feeling like, there was no light at the end of the tunnel and how are we ever gonna overcome this? And it just being really scary and I was frustrated and I was angry and and I just, you know, I look back at that time and I, I, I look back at pictures of when Brielle was a, a baby and Isla was two years old um, and I just feel like, thank God for those pictures because I don't remember those moments like I feel I should. And, and why is that? Why is that? Why, why was there something so overwhelming that it was taking that joy of being a mom away that I wasn't able to really fully enjoy such a, a special time in, in our lives, having a very young toddler and a brand new baby and, you know, like, and, and still fairly new in our, in our marriage. And, you know, and I just, I look back at that and I, as I think about that time, I, I feel like there's this dark cloud, right? When I remember that time, I just feel like there was this dark cloud looming. And I really feel like we were stuck. I feel like we, every, we, were, we were putting one foot in front of the other. We were making every effort to continue moving forward and to continue to serve the people that were in our care and, and to take care of our kids and to not let this have an effect on our family, but at the end of the day, we were still stuck. We were still struggling. We were still finding, like feeling almost in a desperate place. And, um, and I know, I know that you guys have to have those kind of same experiences because situation circumstances are out of your control. Once, once you get that MS diagnosis or long before you get the diagnosis, 
when your body is just attacking itself and you're seeking professional after professional after professional just to figure out what's going on with your body, um, you do feel powerless and you feel out of control, right? Well, fast forward, here we all are together here in the MS gym and you know, you've, you've hopefully are doing the daily exercises Trevor's doing here in, um, as the daily exercise demonstrations and or maybe you're in the membership site and you're daily exercising but you just still feel like you're hitting your head a brick, against a brick wall. And my question for you, um, which is something that I came to terms with is, could it possibly be unforgiveness? Could you possibly be holding on to something that has you stuck? And And I'm talking about I mean, there's a couple different areas where you could maybe be resentful or bitter or frustrated with somebody. And maybe it's yourself, right? Like, we we all have regrets. We all have made decisions in our life that have hurt us or hurt somebody else. And, or, you know, just took us down a path that we didn't really intend to go, right? And so maybe maybe that unforgiveness is you're, you're holding on to something, onto something, a decision that you made, a regret that you have that you wish now that you could go back and change. Maybe it's that you wish you would have taken better care of your body um, before the diagnosis and then maybe this wouldn't happen. Or maybe, you know, you decided to, to go after a medical treatment that you kind of felt unsure about, but you you got your hopes up really high and you're like, no, this, this, you know, based on everything that was told to you is a very viable option, but you went against your, against your gut instinct and, and you went after it anyways. And it set you back, you know, maybe you pushed yourself too hard, too fast and you ended up injuring yourself and that sets you back. I mean, maybe, maybe because of the diagnosis, it downward spiraled you into such a stage of depression and fear that you pushed people who were close to you away from you. I don't know. I don't know what it is that you could be holding onto, onto, onto some unforgiveness towards yourself. Um, but examine your heart and, and, and think about, you know, like where could I possibly be angry or frustrated with myself or, or holding onto some regret that, that I need to work through and process through and, and eliminate from my life and from my thought process. Or, or maybe, maybe it's not so much you that you're harboring unforgiveness for, but maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's a, a past employer who, you know, saw that you, you were going through some stuff physically and started to feel like you were more of a liability and maybe they didn't fire you, but maybe they pushed you out the door and made you feel unworthy. Um, maybe maybe it's family members and friends who were once like your closest allies in life who after your diagnosis and after your health started to decline became fearful themselves and started to distance themselves from you. Um, maybe it's a spouse, maybe it's an ex, somebody who was supposed to be there for you, you know, till death do you part, right? Through sickness and health who are no longer there. And, um, and you're holding on to that. And, you know, that's a, that's a lot of baggage to hold on to. Um, maybe it's a friend who just outright turned on you for no real reason, just up and bounced out of your life or, or worse, 
you guys got into some kind of an argument or disagreement or whatever and they went and they lied about you to a bunch of other people trying to turn them against you. Who who knows? I mean, in this life, right, we're, we're a bunch of different personalities. We're a bunch of different people trying to make it, you know, trying to make something of our lives in this world. And we all have different personalities and makeups and beliefs and values. And we can hurt each other so easily, sometimes intentional, unfortunately, and sometimes unintentional. And, and we get hurt. We get hurt by other people. So, I, you know, I just kind of want you to take some time to really think about, like, where could I be harboring some of this unforgiveness, either for myself or for somebody else? Maybe it's a medical professional. Maybe it's somebody you aligned yourself with thinking that they were actually going to help you figure out some solutions. And you feel like maybe they gave up. They just gave up on you because you were a conundrum we've heard so many times or whatever. And, and I know in my heart, those who get into the medical profession really want to help and serve people. But I also know that a lot of times if it's outside like the, their education or the things that they focused on, they really are stuck. Like they're, they've taken you as far as they can and sometimes they have to let you go, but that can often leave you feeling hurt. Like, there's so much more we need to explore. I know there's other answers out there, you know, like you're just not willing to, to do the research or, or to figure me out or to help me or, you know, and, and you can feel hurt, right? You can feel hurt by even, even those that set out in with their, in their career, much like Trevor to make a difference in people's lives, but yet you still leave there feeling like you're crazy or that you're making this stuff up or, you know, that you're, you know, like that you're just, unhelpable and and it's not true but that's how you can be how you can be left feeling right um and and it's unfortunate that people will have that experience and um again we are in a fallen world right nobody's perfect there's not a single one of us that's perfect and even on our best day we fall short of being perfect and you know so we're going to hurt people and we're going to be hurt by people and and it's really unfortunate but it's when you hold on to those things that they keep you from moving forward. They keep you from living the life that you want to live. And I know that that is no different for Trevor and I. Because I look back to that time when I felt like there was just so much darkness over our head. It's not because we were financially destitute. Yeah, that was rough. That was really rough. But I knew the day would come when we would step into what we were supposed to step into. And the finances would have to come because it's gonna take money to set a million people free. It's just gonna take money. So I knew at some point in our life that the struggles would be lessened, right? That we would, we would be able to provide for our kids and we wouldn't have to worry where next month's rent was gonna come from. And if we were going to, you know, have to juggle our utility bills, you know, like I knew the day would come when that would all turn around. So why was it in this time that I just felt like there was this dark cloud over us? And I can honestly say in that time, Trevor and I were both harboring a lot of unforgiveness for some individuals who were supposed to be our friends, who were supposed to be like, they, they were the closest people to us at the time. And unfortunately, we had crossed many boundaries with them because they were personal friends but then we got involved in a direct sales business with them. So they were our upline and then we employed them in our business. And you can see this is a recipe for disaster, right? When you start blurring all those boundaries and everybody's got a bunch of different rules, you become very enmeshed with each other. 
And that's where we were. And so we couldn't make the right decisions for our business that weren't then going to affect the people around us that we care about. And, um, and that's the position we came to. Trevor and I had to make some decisions for our business and we sought really good counsel. We had really good business advisors who, who kept advising us to take an employee of ours and instead of compensating them salary wise, to change it so that they were earning what they were producing. And we had to do that. We had no other option to do that. Um, and when presenting this individual with that option where they stood to make a lot more money than what we were paying them salary, if they did the job um, as, as originally laid out for them, they would have come out on top. But unfortunately, that was not something they were willing to entertain. And, um, and not only were they not willing to entertain, but became very angry with us and started blaming us. And um, next thing I know, this person quit, walked out on the business and went out into the community and started saying some really awful things about Trevor and I and attacking our character and telling people that we fired them. And, you know, just, just really hurtful stuff that a lot of people unfortunately believed. Unfortunately they did and nobody thought to or cared. And I think that's the hard part. It's not that they didn't think to, but it's that nobody really cared to ask Trevor and I either our side of the story or just, you know, look at it and be like, business is business, right? You know, like business is business, personal is personal. And sometimes those lines get blurred, but that's their situation, not mine. And so a lot of people ended up turning their backs on Trevor and I. And so here we are, a few years back, yeah, we're financially in a really hard spot, but we're just feeling like we have nobody. Everybody turned their back on us. Nobody cares about us. Nobody cares to know what really happened or cares to check up on us and knowing that we just, you know, like went through one of the hardest times in our life just to check up on us and see how we were as individuals. And thank you, Brittany. I mean, this is hard for me to share with you guys because it is, it's very personal. Um, and you know, like, and, and there's a lot of guilt, right? So when you talk about where do I need to forgive, I've got a lot of people at that time that I was harboring unforgiveness for. And Trevor and I, how do you know that you're harboring unforgiveness? Because you, you can't stop thinking about it. You can't stop talking about it or them, the situation. You replay events over and over and over in your head. You think of conversations that you would have with this person or that you did have with this person. And if you were to run into them, how you would handle it. Like that's how you know something is taking over your world, right? Is when it's at the forefront of your mind all the time. Maybe it keeps you awake at night. I know with me, that was the most restless sleep I'd ever had because I, you know, I was just so angry and I was just so hurt and I just couldn't understand it all. And, um, and you know, and it's just, so I'd look back at that time and although Trevor and I would be sitting on our patio, um, trying to enjoy each other and, you know, have some lemonade and still try to be talking about the future, inevitably every single conversation would lead back to this group of people that hurt us, that broke our hearts. And, and it was just, it, it took over our lives and we were stuck. We were stuck because of that. And so it took us a long time to process through that and get to a place to where it's like, they didn't really, you know, like it, forgiving them didn't make what they did right, but it allowed us to, to forgive them, but take a look at ourselves and be like, where did we go wrong? Where in this entire process did we go wrong? And, and helped us to self-evaluate and try to figure out, okay, where, 
where can I learn from this? Where can we learn from this experience? And I think that that was key for us. When we went from being angry and frustrated and hurt, and we were able to turn that situation around and be like, okay, this is what happened. We can't change what happened. It is in the past, thankfully. So now how do we learn from this and we move forward? And where is our responsibility? Where were we responsible in what happened? And so we took some time to really evaluate that. And, um, and then we had to look at, once we figured out where our responsibility was, and you talk about where do you need to forgive yourself, there were some things in there where, where I know for me, I had to forgive myself. You know, you look at just decisions that I made, regrets that I had, things that I would do different if I could go back and being like, you know what, I can't change that, I can learn from that. And so then I had to forgive myself. For that maybe it was my anger and my bitterness or I yelled a lot like I'm <laughs> I, you you know just in the few interactions that we have um I I'm, I'm a pretty calm person but I have a temper and at this time like I was wound up so tight and I have two little girls at home but I still yelled like I was angry and who yells at a two-year-old that's not listening to them right and I would yell at her and I would feel so awful right but again, I was just kind of in this place of just feeling stuck and powerless. So what do you do? The one thing that you have control over is the thing that you're going to focus your attention on because everything else is out of control. You know, so, so I worked through a lot of that forgiveness. And I know Trevor had to go through that, forgiving a lot of people. I mean, this person was somebody he shared a lot of his life with. And this person shared a lot with him. And together, you know, they had a bond, like a brotherly bond. And so he had a lot of grieving to do and then a lot of forgiveness also. And, um, I can tell you that once we worked through all of that, that cloud disappeared. And I feel like it was then that we could see the path we were supposed to take before that there, there was, there, there, there was no obvious direction for us to go. So we were grasping at straws to try to move forward or to gain any kind of ground in, in our business and in life in general. And, um, you know, so once, once we really looked at like, okay, these, this is the area I need to forgive. It changed everything. It changed everything. And, you know, I can't tell you it changed overnight and I can't tell you forgiving them was an overnight thing. It, it was a daily practice. Anytime those thoughts would creep into our head, it was redirecting our attention and being like, no, I have forgiven them. You know, they, they didn't, in, in their humanness, they didn't really know what they were doing. They felt justified in their actions, right? Because there's two sides to every story, right? And their story, no matter how wrong it was, was their perception. And their perception is reality, right? And so they did what they did, reacting based on their own perception. And so we had to let that go. We couldn't change that. And, you know, and so now that we have moved forward, Trevor's health started to improve, you know, once we let go of all of that bitterness and resentment and dealt with all those issues, Trevor's health started to improve. I started to feel better. I started to like take better care of myself, you know, because I wasn't so focused on all this negative energy stuff. I was able to put that energy I was using to deal with that into something positive. And so that's, I mean, that's enough about Trevor and I, but I just really, want you to take some time to really think about it today. Who, who is it that's kind of hijacked, what is it, a, a amygdala hijacked? You're, you know, you're amygdala is your like thought process and then you have this negative thought and like it comes in and hijacks it, right? So who's hijacking your brain? You know, when you're, 
when you're exercising, you're, you're doing something and you're like, man, if only so-and-so could see this, like I'm rocking it now or I'm killing it. And then all of a sudden you find yourself going down this path of like, you know, they suck because they gave up on me. And if they could only see me now or, you know, and then slowly but surely you're kind of down this road of refocusing on rehashing a bunch of stuff that really has no place in your life now. Then what you're going to do is you're going to relinquish that control. You know, as, as soon as you can forgive, you relinquish the control that situation or those people have over you and you can then gain back control of your life, you know, and that's, that's really what forgiveness is about. Forgiveness is less about them and it has everything to do with, do with you. Forgiveness doesn't make right what they did. Forgiving somebody doesn't say, oh, you were right. No, it doesn't make right what these people did to us, but forgiving them relinquish the control that they and those circumstances had over Trevor and my life and our thought processes and our heart and, you know, our energy and everything else so that we could go out and pursue the things that were going to heal us both physically and emotionally and mentally. And we could go out and, and seek out the path that was still going to take us. I mean, we had this vision then, right? We've been walking this vision out for almost what, eight years. And we, we know there's a million people out there we're supposed to serve. And sure, we, we had to take a breather, recollect ourselves, but we had to keep moving forward. And we knew what we were going after. And, you know, so we could not afford to allow in any more energy to go into a situation we couldn't change. And so forgiveness was the key to let go of that so we can get that control back and put that energy into following our hearts and coming after you guys. So, um, so I just encourage you to really, really think through that. And, and hopefully, hopefully that's not you. Hopefully you've already dealt with some, you know, and, and forgiven yourself or others who may need forgiveness and you are on that path of healing and you're seeing some results and having some victories and, and, and excited about it. But if you find that you are in that place to where it's like you're angry a lot and you're frustrated a lot and you're, you're putting the effort physically forward, but you're still not moving any further ahead, really take a look and through like examine your, your heart and figure out who is it that I have given power to, whether it's unforgiveness of something I did or it's unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment that I'm harboring towards somebody else, where is that? And where do I need to practice forgiveness so that I can be set free and I can relax? Guys, ah, I hope it still is recording. It just froze up on me. But, um, so yeah, like re relinquish the control that that has over you through using forgiveness as a really powerful tool. Because I can tell you, like, if Trevor and I we're still holding on to a lot of that stuff. We wouldn't be here today doing what we're doing with you guys today. There's no way that Trevor can exert the amount of energy he is able to exert with you guys and think so clearly. I mean, if you, if you would thought, would have seen Trevor, um, and I say Trevor because, I mean, I could talk about myself, but you guys know him way better than you know me, and I know that. But you see that he puts his heart and his soul into everything that he does with you guys, whether it's the emails that he's sending out or it's the videos or his responses um, in the membership site or in any of the comments that you're seeing through Facebook. Like he's, he, puts, he puts everything out there. But there was no way had we were able to find and establish the MS gym a few years back that he had the capacity at that time to, to meet your needs. 
There was just no way because we were allowing all this other head stuff to get in the way. And I don't want any, any head stuff, as I called it, or unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, um, frustrations, and anger, any of that to get in the way of what you're capable of. And so luckily and thankfully, my husband and I have dealt through all of that stuff. So he is able to pour his heart and soul into this community and be, and still be an incredible daddy and the most amazing husband. Sorry, I don't want to tear up. I'm pregnant so I can get emotional, right? But like, think, like thankfully we did all that because he, he is now able to really step into his calling and serve at a capacity that I'm an ugly crier. <laughs> But it's just unreal. And I want that for you guys. I want you to step into your healing at a capacity that, you know, much like Claire shares. I mean, every day she is posting something that is blowing my mind, Claire Wilson. And, you know, and there's so many others. I mean, John Dunham just posted something the other day. Both have been in a wheelchair and both are, you know, making strides moving forward. And, and I want that for all of you. Trevor wants that for all of you. And, it's not, it's not a pretty journey. It wasn't pretty for Claire. It's not pretty for John. It's not pretty for any of you guys who are experiencing these kinds of results. And, you know, and I know Kim, we talk about you all the time. And I mean, shoot, the list goes on and on. Liz, you're starting to see some great victories. And we want to see that for every single one of you. But as long as you are trying to cast blame on somebody else or trying to be angry over the way you've been treated or mistreated or how long it took you to get a diagnosis. Maybe you haven't fully gotten a diagnosis yet and you're angry or whatever. Please don't let that get in the way of what you can have and what you're marching towards here in the MS gym. It's not worth it. They're not worth it, right? So, so find a way to let go, all, go of all of that so that you can be fully present in all of this and enjoy the journey as well as the victories, the daily victories as you start to see the little things changing that those little things surely start to turn into big things. And you can celebrate all those things along the way because it's those things that are gonna keep giving you strength every single day to keep marching forward. So that's really all I have for you. Thank you for letting me tear up. You, Trevor's the crier, not me. So sorry that I got a little teary, but um, I do love you guys. And you. it is such an honor to serve this community and to walk alongside you and to to hear your stories, both both the struggles along the way, as well as the, the number of victories that we get to see you experience on a daily basis. So please keep sharing with us. Please keep showing up. I, I know some days it's hard. Some days you don't want to get out of bed. But the fact that you get up and you press play and you do what you can do, you do something instead of nothing that day, like I, I honor you for that. I celebrate you for that because I know that it's not easy. And you are our heroes. You are you are our children's heroes. Um, they get to hear about you all day. They they love that we have such an amazing extended family all across the world. And so we, we share your stories with them and you guys inspire them and you get to help be that village that raises our girls up in a way that they are going to be powerhouses when they get older um, and are going to be able to love people like you could not imagine. So that's because of you guys and that's all. I'm kind of a blubbering mess right now, but I love you guys. And Tara, yes, you are one of my heroes too. Brittany, I love you. 
You guys are, are incredible. So, so keep sharing, keep loving on each other, keep encouraging each other when you need encouragement and keep celebrating as people are, are sharing the things that are happening in their life that are exciting. So um, that's all. You know how to reach us if you need to. And do not forget, Summit is coming and we are going to have an amazing time and Little Baby Wiccan is going to be around so you get to see little babies. So if you haven't checked out um, or bought your tickets yet, there is still time. LiveYourLifeSummit.com. Check those out. Um, but we are so excited to get to be with you guys in person here this coming September. So love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye.